0: Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How we doing Dave?
1: Yeah, not bad, not bad. Got something a little different today.
0: Very different, yeah. So what we've done is we realised that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown, we had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about Battle of the Treks. we talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff, and we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts because, like you said, Dave, they're, they're Sitting down listening for an hour?
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. And uh, we've got a couple of we had a couple of special guests, didn't we? We had a we new did. head of operations over in Nepal. Yeah. Uh Lee Wardle, Ironman Triathlete, um, gym owner, an all-round nice guy. Um, yeah, and there's there's so much good information and good content there that and not everybody is on Facebook or yeah, can sit there and watch a video for an hour and a bit doing nothing. So yeah, this is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a bit different. Um, you know, But if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast.evertrack.co.uk.
0: Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah. But um, anyway,
1: welcome to Dave's Tuesday in, everybody. So as you can tell, I've upgraded Andy to a far more pleasant person. This is Fee. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to talk today about, um, I think it was initially started off in the group as Baggate.
2: Baggate. about bag mm-hmm. gate. Oh
1: no, I think Baggate might be slightly different. That was about whether or not we bring our own bags. Anyway, it's new Baggate. Um, we're going to talk about sort of weight limits, packing, packing. what you need, essentials why there are weight limits and why they're important little sneaky ways to kind of get around them whilst also you know kind of playing by the rules we like to bend the rules um when it comes Bend's to not right yeah exactly because the rules are there for a reason which we'll get into about why there are weight limits i'm specifically thinking about the local flight and things like that it's quite important that they are, um, mm. you know, adhered to. Mm. But that doesn't mean that we don't can't find a way to kind of bring everything that we need. So that's what Absolutely. we're going to talk about today. Obviously, any questions or anything like that that you want to fire through, um, please do. Yeah. We, uh, I think, is it Jodie? Jodie
2: is on the uh, the running Yeti, is on the queues. Yeah. So yeah, she is there.
1: Awesome. So, Baggate. gate. Back gate. Weigh in.
2: How do you get all your stuff? under the weight limit. The particular one baggage was for, I think, was EBC, wasn't it? So yeah. that, that one is a 15K weight limit. 15K limit, for yeah. The, for the look of so flight. The how on earth do you pack everything in 15K? Yeah. That's the question. I'll though. be honest,
1: it's tricky. And there's no way that I've found of doing it that you aren't slightly over. But this is because you're going to be wearing a lot of the stuff that you're going to be taking to the mountains mm-hmm. as well. They weigh the bags, not you. And I think the 15K limit is there Knowing that a few people will go slightly over, knowing that people,
2: we some all... people might go slightly under.
1: Yeah, exactly. So even and, out. and we all weigh different as well, you know, as individuals. Oh, this is we? a this is a, ma- a demonstration wow. of such in here, you know, news. exactly, yeah. <laughs> but they take it into account, you know, they take it into account. But yeah, tell you what, I'm gonna angle that down a bit. Okay, that's okay, you're getting
2: blasted in the face from it's the just the, dry, air, it's, the air conditioning. It's
1: dry in my eyes.
2: High tech yeah. air conditioning. Slash USB fan
1: that's on the desk. Yeah. So <laughs> Shona's saying no, don't talk about Baggate. Yeah, Baggate was um, yeah, that was a fun part. What was that about? I think that was someone asking why don't we send the bags, the duffel bags you get on an Nepal trip. Why don't we send them ahead of people travelling okay. to Nepal? Okay. Um, you never want to
2: be separated from your luggage.
1: No, no.
2: You, you always want your luggage to be on the same flight as you are.
1: Exactly. And also, we the bags are made in Nepal, you know, so we get everything over there, you know, manufactured. So we're giving back to the local um, suppliers mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and it's a nice little surprise. There's a little bit less weight in your suitcase, you know, for when you yeah. travel there. Also gives you a second bag to fill stuff with on the way back if you need to, because you get to keep it. But um, yeah, I see shown in. I was in. just
2: saying, yeah, someone manage it with about 10K. It yeah. It can be done. It can be done. It can be done.
1: The first time I ever went there, my entire set of, like everything I bought was around 19K. That was mm-hmm. everything I left the UK with. Yep. So when I went out there, I think I was about 13, 14.
2: And you did you did that trek you were saying this morning with um, just one set of trekking trousers.
1: Yeah, it was a mistake.
2: Not intentionally, yeah. but well, still, I as I it can be done. Yeah,
1: I wanted to travel light. So instead of packing, what I normally do now is at least sort of two pairs every day and mm-hmm. I alternate. I thought, well, I'll bring two, but I'll bring a lightweight pair and a really warm insulated pair. And yep. the weather was not cold. No. So I had no use for the hot insulated ones, couldn't wear them throughout the day, which left me with one pair of trekking trousers that I wore for eleven days straight.
2: But you did the job.
1: Yeah, yeah, it did the job. It was remarkable. I tried to wash them back in the hotel by just putting just them throw in the them sink. No, I put them in the sink and I just turned the tap on, and the colour of the water was not pleasant. There yeah. was literal grit in the sink that was just mm. ingrained into my trousers. But um yeah, that was fun. But you
2: already getting a tip from Bri-Bri of how to reduce your weight on the Lukla flight. Buy
1: all your sticky bars when you land in Lukla. Yeah, absolutely. Snacks in Lukla. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's loads of snacks in Lukla, Namshi. Mm-hmm. Most of the tea is on the way up. You can buy Mars bars and things like that. Um, so it does all kind of work out in the end.
0: Yeah.
1: I found that, so let's start with Lukla, shall we, which is the most popular yeah. one. Um, because I remember me and Fee were talking about it a while ago when we were talking about like, well, how do you do it? And it is. It is tricky, and there's no sort of one way for me to say, this is how you get your bag below 15 kgs. However, 15 kgs is more than enough, I promise you. People go there and they, they pack their bags with just an insane amount of gear for 11 days, when in reality, you're not changing your clothes every day. You, you really just don't. Mm. You'll wear the same pair, like two pairs of trousers is more than enough for 11 days. One fleece is more than enough. You don't need mm-hmm. to bring two. A lot of people do. Um, you know, some people have like a down jacket, then they'll have like a down body warmer gilet thing. Mm-hmm. Then they'll have a wind stopper, then they'll have like a waterproof jacket. You really don't need it all. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the wind stopper, keep you waterproof, get rid of the gilet, bring your down jacket. Mm-hmm. There are lots of little things that you can kind of do like that. You know, so being yeah. ruthless does really work. Um, the other thing is they wear your bags, not you. So I've seen quite a few people with those photographer's vests on, you know, with lots of pockets.
2: Yeah, nice.
1: And they stuff those full of battery packs and things like All that. All your
2: heavy stuff, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: One person I know was like two kilos overweight because they'd filled up their water bladder in the morning
2: mm-hmm. and
1: put their bag on top and it was two <sighs> kilos over. Don't
2: need to take
1: water. Don't need to take water for you. Fill it yeah. up in lookler absolutely fine. Um, and it is kind of important to keep... So the weight limit's there for safety purposes. So the flight has an overall... Um, weight limit if it's over that weight limit it's not allowed to fly so if they allow too many heavy bags on what happens is the pilot says we're over the weight limit offload some of the bags Mm -hmm. and they'll go straight to the heaviest bags and get them off yeah because they'd rather get off say two or three heavy ones than five or six just regular ones so the people that went over they come off it's quite rare that it happens um but it has happened on at least two occasions when i've been out there and it's just a little bit of a panic So you arrive in Lukla, or in the case when I was there, it was back in uh, Ramachap, and everyone's there looking for their bags at the end once they're offloaded, and then you're that person that stood there, staring into the blank bit of concrete where your bag should be, and you just have (gasps) that, everything's in there. Your life
2: is in that bag at that moment.
1: Exactly, and then it's a bit of a panic, and we need to contact the team back in Lukla and get them to go back down, get hold of the bag and then try and get it on a flight where it's not going to be offloaded. So in order to avoid that happening, we do say really be ruthless and really do try and stick to the weight limit as well. Mm-hmm. Because you wouldn't like that, would you think?
2: I would not like that. I would not like to do without my bag. <laughs> yeah. I want to have my bag with me. Mm. Yeah. No, it's some um, it's absolutely doable. And I think, you know, it's not just us saying that it that it, that it's doable All the hundreds maybe even thousands now of evertrekkers that have been on that trip have managed it yeah so you know it's it's a little bit like um roger bannister you know breaking the four minute mile before before he did that it couldn't be done and i think in the year after the four minute mile was run about 20 people ran a ran a mile in four minutes because he proved it could be done so it's the same logic. It uh, can be done.
1: Analogy of the week. Well, really nice. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. I'm normally... The, I'm so, <laughs> it's so nice having not to, like, stress to come up with this stuff. But, um, but yeah, yeah, he's absolutely right. It 100% can be done. So anybody that, you know, we do get a lot of people, and don't get me wrong, I'm not dismissive of their concerns because I know what it's like when you feel mm-hmm. like you need everything. There's also that if you've never done the trek before, it's easy for people who have been on the trek to tell you how easy it is to pack but when you don't know you don't know you haven't got the knowledge of that experience behind you you don't know uh, do i need this item or don't i because if i don't bring it then i'm left without it and if i need it i'm devastated. yeah
2: and i think everyone's got that mentality of you know it's better to um to, to need it it's better to it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it exactly but right. actually that that oh four minute i knew i was gonna get four minute mile wrong you know Bri. is it three minute mile i knew i was gonna get it wrong I, st- I almost didn't say it, and then I was like, I'm just going to go for it. Whatever the whatever the record was, I'm guessing it's three minutes, is it? <laughs> I <laughs> anyway. Don't,
1: I don't really know. We, we
2: don't know. We don't deal with running. We should ask the running yeti, actually. Jodie, if you know, pop that in there. How fast did Roger Bannister run the... run the, um, Four-minute mile. That broke all the records before it could be done. Anyway, I'm digressing. Um, I don't think
1: I've ever got lower than nine. I don't. So for me, it's...
2: It's a dream it's a challenge yeah mark B out, said that's it's that's a four minute mile is it four minutes
1: yeah I can I can do a four minute mile easily <sighs> in my on my bike
2: now I'm really confused Okay, yeah. i'm gonna I'm gonna shut up about the running analogies because it's, no, it, it's, it's not helping it would <laughs> let's not
1: get bogged down in whether it was four or five or three or two <laughs> what we're saying yeah. <laughs> is that it is that once someone actually breaks the mold everyone does it exactly you know exactly that and, um, you know, even like Nims, you know, before, you know, his Project mm. Impossible or Project Possible. Project Possible, yeah. No, everybody said it can't be done because the fastest time before that was like, mm. you know, some years. And he wanted to do it in like seven months. And then he did it. And now, and now you're seeing 8,000ers be ticked off now at a rate of knots. Someone the other day became the first person to do all 14 twice. Yeah. I think it might have been a sherpa actually I'll find out, I should really write this down I
2: know. We should really prepare for these, <laughs> but, um, <yeah. laughs> for these shows shouldn't Well they?
1: as we always say We never let professionalism get in the way of
2: a good show Absolutely not but, um, Which if anyone joined us for the quiz We'll have absolutely uh, seen that in, in evidence <laughs> That we never let professionalism stand Yeah well in the way. it was
1: After the watershed and There may have
2: been some alcohol consumed
1: Yeah and I only gave away Three? I think. Three. two or three of the answers i think
2: well yeah, actually you gave away two i think and then andy gave away one. andy gave
1: away one but he nearly didn't give away and then corrected himself <laughs> yeah um yeah by the way thank you to everyone that did take part yes in thank you and for,
2: and for donations we had um some lovely donations from people who didn't join the quiz but still donated so thank you very much guys we really appreciate that and um brecon mountain rescue will really appreciate that as well we're we're fundraising for the whole year for them so that there's, a, there's a bit more going on and we'll hopefully be able to give them a you know a really nice juicy check at the end of this year so um so thank you for contributing guys we really do appreciate yeah, it.
1: it it is good and you know because it's for charity you know it's all for a good cause so it doesn't matter course. if i gave away the answers no absolutely not. no <laughs> yeah. absolutely but not. yeah and back to flights yeah so the weight limit is uh, as i said 15 kilos um you know specifically for safety reasons with the flight you've all heard the horror stories about the local flight and The most dangerous airport in the world. Well, Mm. part of the reason they're trying to avoid that is by keeping the planes nice and safe. safe. One of the other things that we always do say as well is: you know, none of us feel particularly bad if we're a few kilos over and it's the airline that we're tucking up, you know. Mm. But one of the things to to consider is that if you load your body with a camera, loads of battery packs, sweets, and all this stuff, and you're really heavy and you intend on putting that stuff back in your duffel bag in Lukla, think of the porters' backs as well. We do look after them um, and we do make sure that, you know, they're not overloaded. Like you see, you always see those famous pictures of, you know, a porter carrying like a fridge or something. Our porters absolutely do not carry that. We think of their long-term health, just not, you know, as is, is being vitally important. There's no point working them, you know, to the point where their backs are destroyed by the time they're 30, that's not in our interest. So I always say, yeah, do take that into consideration as well. So if you are packing yourself with stuff, Generally, that's the stuff that I'll probably just keep in my day pack, so I'm carrying that. Mm. Um, and being mm. ruthless does mean that, you know, I don't need two fleeces, that'll save space. You know, do I need all those battery packs? Rich um, coming from me. but <laughs> You know, will two she do? No and battery packs. <laughs> yeah, don't need three, I'll take two. Um, and as Bryboy said, all the sweets and stuff like that, that can be bought kind of as you go. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a giant pack with you. Um, yeah, and then there's one other which I wanted to talk about as well for you because it's going to affect you personally. Is the Machu Picchu Machu, weight
2: limit, which is 10, which is 10k for the for the um, for the point where you're on the trail. So obviously yeah. you have some time in Cusco to acclimatise. Um, so so not for that part. So what you can take from the UK is obviously um, more than 10k, but at the point where you start um, the trail and the porter is carrying your bag, yeah, 10k for yeah. Uh, for Machu Picchu. So I am currently getting all my bits and pieces together and I have um, got one of those nice little weigh um, scales that you yep. can hang your bag on and, and, and weigh. I say oh, I've got it. I mean, you gave it to me. but So I am going to I'm going to do a test run and um, get all my stuff together once I've once I've got all my little uh, bits and pieces sorted and give it a little way. And ideally, you know, I'm going to try and get it under that 10K um, and, and you know, really try and be really, really ruthless and, and not take too much, just as Dave says, to kind of um, mean that the porters, you know, pick my bag up and yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, we like this one. This is a, this is a good one. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Because it is a, it's a tough job being a porter and carrying those heavy bags on your back day in, day out for, you know, six months of the year. It does have an effect on their health. And we want to limit that we want to be the company that they want to work for because they know it's easier on them they get paid well and that way that you know we'll get all the best porters as well you know like yeah. the, the, they'll be english speaking they'll be supporting the guides they'll be looking after you as if they're a guide and that's the kind of people that we want to and it's give and take you know the more they look after more we look after them yeah. the more they look after us absolutely and i think that's important but yeah, it is I remember when we first said it and I said to you oh it's ten kilos, I was like, What?
2: Yeah, and my then, initial reaction was yeah, That's was not possible, David. Okay.
1: And yeah. I remember thinking like it, it, it's not a lot. But then the Machu Picchu trip, for those of you that have booked on it, is not as long as E B C It's shorter, yeah. Yeah, it's much shorter than EBC. Um, nice. Yeah. Generally speaking, you won't need like as much cold weather gear as well, because no. although the temperature does get cold in the mornings and the evenings, it's not like Himalayan cold. Mm. Um, so you know you can carry lighter gear and stuff like that and um yeah, yeah it all kind of like works out. But that's kind of like our like little tips and things, you know, for looking after, you know, the horses carry that kit in Peru. Yep, that that's exactly right. It's not just the human porters as mm-hmm. well, it's animals as well. In Morocco they'll call they call them muleteers.
2: Muleteers, yeah,
1: muleteers, which is a great name. Isn't
2: it? I like that. That's fantastic. Yeah. just on a, on the, you know, I always like to throw a charity link in here. There's a fabulous charity of people. If people um, enjoy horses and donkeys, which we, who doesn't love a donkey? Um, the Brook is a fabulous charity which works all over um, all over the globe, internationally, um, looking after horses and donkeys that, that are often used as beasts of burden in in other countries um and can end up in sort of quite quite bad conditions so um yeah check out the brook that's my yeah. little um top tip oh, you gotta look after them i did just spot sorry to interrupt dave but i did just spot um somebody saying that there might be a, a a different comment thread going on for this chat we're not quite sure what's going on on the live today with the streaming but someone said there's comments being put on like a different thread so um not sure what's going on with that, guys, to be honest. Um, but yeah, just be just be aware of that. Um yeah. Jody may not be able to see comments if they're not on this this thread. So if you don't get, you know, replied to, that could be what it is. Or if we don't read out your yeah. comment, that could be what it is.
1: I'll speak to um I'll speak to Andy later.
2: And we'll give find him a good, um, for next Tuesday, um, good, good, good we'll we'll, we'll
1: figure it out. I think I've got an idea why it's happening. Um, but look, we're live. I don't want to even touch the laptop we're not, right now. Um um but yeah so you know we do like to look after you know know, not just the people but the animals like in morocco we use um the muleteers and and those guys as well um and again we're not the company that wants people to kind of go out on a trip and you see these horror stories of these poor overworked animals you know like that one particular advert when he's loaded with bricks It's heartbreaking. Mm. We don't want that. The animals need to be kept healthy, and the guys that um, the muleteers, the guys that run the animals, they really, really, really look after them. Mm. Um, And and again, we don't want to overload them. Much like the people, we're not in the interest of cruelty and, you know, forcing you know animals or people to carry more. I'm on a different thread. Can't can't see the the comments. comments.
2: And we can only see you as Facebook user, whoever you are. Um, So yeah, I'm not entirely sure what's going on with the with the comment threads. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another way for people to get their comment, comments through to us
1: I know, I think there's two threads going I think one is the High Altitude Evertrackers group and one is the Facebook group Yeah. so I don't know, I think maybe if you jump onto the, the Evertrack the yeah,
2: the one that you're not on basically
1: yeah, the one that you're not on so if you're on the High Altitude group, go to the Evertrack one or vice versa if you're on the Evertrack yeah, on uh, yeah,
2: one, go to the High Altitude I one I suspect
1: that's what's happened um, but we'll persevere Facebook user yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Um, bringing it back, someone has asked about Killy. What's the weight limit? Um, and how does it work for Kili? uh
1: Same thing uh, as in Nepal. Oh, this is so... the Facebook
2: group. Okay. Yeah. So if you're on high altitude evertrackers, you need to jump over to the Facebook. Group.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I was thinking about trying to end the feed there.
2: Oh, you could do. But
1: I don't. Okay, I might try. Shall I do it? Oh, we try something. We're right. going to try something. I'm going to try something. Okay, and I apologize if that. If we disappear, uh, we'll be back if that ruins everything there we are i think i may have closed the one feed now so we're just live on the evertrek page you've
2: lost us so you won't see me saying this
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) they'll figure it out though they'll find it um so yeah thanks for the perseverance guys um but yeah so with kilimanjaro it's 15 kgs again um and that's um for the porters as well so Mm -hmm. our team over there we have um Oh, hi, Diane. I can see Diane oh, now. Oh, hi, Diane. Uh, is, I think Diane and about... Jerome
2: were stuck on the other on the other thread.
1: Yeah. There's... Sorry, guys. How did I know it would be Jerome? I'm surprised what? Diane has messed it up, but Jerome, I'm not surprised with. I don't with.
2: think we can blame them, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> Do you know what? I saw
1: on Facebook the other day that picture of Jerome sliding down the bank. Never fails to make me smile. But, um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's 15 kgs um, as well. The really good thing is that in the hotel in Tanzania, Um, there is like one of those weighing scales you can hang your bag on and check it Um, if it is overweight you know you can always talk to the guides they're the ones with the ultimate experience that know what you need to bring and what you don't need to bring so at any point that you're unsure you can always say listen I'm like x a number of kilos over this is what I've got can you give me some advice yeah and the guides yeah and the guides will say there and say you know
2: you won't need yeah. to. you won't need two of those
1: yeah or you won't need four kilos of haribo might be a bit excessive
2: yes, i am planning on taking yeah.
1: at least four kilos of haribo. yeah well me too but you've got to sacrifice something else <laughs> <laughs> you know so like yeah look, i remember one person um actually who was it? it was kate ramsey who we had on the live a few weeks back she was mm. a competition winner and i was lucky enough to trek to Everest Base camp with her and at one point, we're on our way up to Ding And those of you that have done the trek will know that it's a little bit of a steep climb. Um, just as you get up to the stupa, and she's carrying this bag. And I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, like, that looks like a heavy bag. Mm. And she puts it down, and then as she put it down, like a small avalanche, you know, happened. <laughs> and I remember looking at her and I'm saying, like, what what is going on there? And she was like, Oh, it's just heavy. I was like, How heavy is it? And I picked it up. I could not believe what she was carrying. It must have been around nine kilos. Of um, just, wow. you know, and I was like, what is in here? And I remember opening it up, and it was like, two kenton cool books because he was on the trail she she wanted to get his autograph and i was like right okay oh, Wow. Right. Okay. So, sorry kenton but we don't need them
2: and there was like we'll just a, take a slip of paper again to sign yeah, that
1: like spare set of boots it was i don't know there was it was just loads of stuff kitchen sink yeah so the next day we, we were like okay we're going to make that we're going to have to make some tough calls here yeah the kenton cool books are going to have to be packed away outside of your day pack Left In a team, um, I
2: would
1: have suggested yeah exactly but um yeah so it is about that and you know everyone wants to take something that you know audiobooks they're really good you know yeah. um, rather than taking a, a a reading book mm-hmm. there's lots of little ways you can take it i knew one guy that took a picture of every page of a magazine wow to watch it on his phone read it on his phone so wow it's too much too i much. don't know what to say about <laughs> that <to be laughs> yeah he, he was a guy it, i met over it's there it's
2: either genius yeah or <laughs> something
1: else yeah it's
2: one end of a scale exactly i'm not sure which
1: end um we've got loads of questions on this there one so we, we knew this would be popular so should we should we dive in let's
2: dive in awesome
1: yep. so you um there. yeah so i've got the, i've got them on the ah, on the nice. stream so um oh, so put them, put oh yeah them put them there there, 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 we there we go so first question we've got um is from jerry um hi dave doing Killy in january 2023 what are the weight limits on that trek and can i take or slash use my black EverTrek bag from my last EBC trek. Hmm. Um, so Jerry, awesome. Uh, the first thing is that um, hang on a minute, Jerry. Jerry? Oh, that's Jerry from the training weekend who I met. I don't know. Probably is because he was going to do Killy. Yeah. Um, or anyway, Jerry, if it is yes, you can 100% use the EverTrek double bag. Um, there are so generally speaking, with Kilimanjaro, you will travel to Tanzania with just your normal suitcase. And pack down your duffel bag in there. If you don't have a duffel bag, you can rent one from our mm-hmm. team in Tanzania. But by all means, if you do have your own, um, then you know, bring it with you and the Evertrek duffel bag, why not? It's the best duffel bag in the world. Absolutely.
2: Um, and and look, the weight limit is
1: fifteen kg. Fifteen kgs, yeah, for the trek itself. Um so yeah. Samantha Wright said she sat listening on my on that horse. horse,
2: That's fun. So we'd like to see a picture of that, yeah. Sam. If you can take a selfie and get the horse in, I don't know how easy that is. Probably not very, I imagine, yeah. unless you've got incredibly long arms. But um, yeah, or just just you on the horse. We'd like to see that.
1: Yeah, Emily has said, "What did I miss? Everything,
2: everything, yeah. everything."
1: everything. Um, yeah. So next one, um, this this is the one. It's a strange it's question. Confused us. It's so confused Samantha us. said, "Hi, not on your topic today, but will my AirPods work? My AirPods, AirPods work." or should I get plug-in ones?
2: So it's the, it's, it's the Bluetooth, I guess she's questioning. Will the Bluetooth yeah. still work? But there's no reason why it no, wouldn't. No, it's fine. As long as your
1: phone's got battery, but then if it doesn't, then the c- cable won't work either. So um, I- I
2: suppose you just need to consider that you will, um, depending on the pods that you've got. I don't know how long they hold the charge. You might need to charge those up as well as charging your phone up. Um, but that shouldn't be a problem, really. No, it should be fine, yeah. Be fine. No, I
1: take my AirPods uh, with me on every track. Um, because the battery lasts quite a while uh, doesn't take much to charge Mm. and yeah shouldn't have any problem with that at all but no keep them coming Um, next one
2: Uh, Dowie says uh, I've got 660 days to go can I pack now yeah we would actually recommend that that, um, that you start packing today
1: yeah and then weigh it and maybe take one item out every month before (laughs) until you reach the required required (laughs) way because (laughs) the problem is when you pack sort of 600 odd days in advance is that you are bound to get more things
2: between now and then you've got a lot of time for sales to tempt you between now and then haven't you but um but you'd be surprised how quickly that time goes you know it's um it's it won't be long and yeah you'll, you'll actually be like crikey i'm going really soon so
1: yeah exactly um so charlene o'brien has mm. asked what's the weight limit for taking liquids, liquids on a flight that's a good question um that's so a really good question. generally speaking uh zero so with the look of flight they do ask you to empty all the water that you carry in. um so you won't it's only a short flight though and also each you know liter of water is a kilo of weight so as that's weighed accumulatively you don't want any water on you because it'll just like push you over the limit so yeah zero is the answer to that one excellent who's next name
2: uh, tom? tom oh tom just asking if it'll be um uploaded in youtube yeah. I mean, it absolutely will yeah always always um goes up onto youtube um probably i think it normally takes a couple of days doesn't it for our yeah our tech team to get it uploaded yeah but it, it will be there it'll
1: definitely be up on youtube yeah 100% yeah. uh darren Chadwell, a bit confused about the duffel bag you provide for ebc when do we get this um so you'll get that when you arrive in kathmandu um, so, we, I think that was the cause of Baggate. I think Shona could probably remind us all. But, um, yeah, we don't send it out to you in the UK um, prior to your trek for a couple of reasons. One, um, we have so many people go in that it would be a full-time job for someone back and forth to the post office posting bags. Secondly, we don't hold the stock here in the UK because they're not made in the UK. We like all of our treks to sort of benefit the local community, so all of the drivers, the the hotels, the guides, the porters, the chefs—everything is all local, um, and that's including the people that manufacture and make those duffel bags for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're made in Kathmandu and given out to everybody when you arrive and you have your briefing. You'll you'll get it, and then you're free to take it home. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Uh, okay. Next question we've got is um, Marie. Um, what size bag did you use for the four-day trip? So I think um, I think that would be um, tube cow i um, currently looking, but not sure what size to buy. Doing Killy in two years, so I don't really want to buy different ones. Okay, yeah. so that's interesting. Um, so, looking to get a bag that would be um, suitable for both TubeCal, four day weekender, I'm assuming, and Killy.
1: Yeah, so to be honest, I'd probably buy a, like a, just a regular duffel bag that's good enough for Killy and then just not fill it so much yeah, for the four day. I've used the same duffel bag for EBC Killy that I did on the four day TubeCal one um the the great thing about those duffel bags is if they're not completely chock full they do compress down Mm -hmm. um so and it's it's a weight issue not so much a size issue you won't be carrying the duffel bag it'll be strapped down and carried by the porter or the or the the mules um so yeah size isn't an issue so 80 to 100 liter duffel bag would be more than adequate for the trips that you're looking at and when you go on the four day one just don't fill it as much It's exactly what i did the four day one you really don't need much at all honestly Like, um, I pretty much had, I think, one pair of trekking trousers, one jacket, you know, yeah, two you base layers. All, you? You yeah. one,
2: one outfit, really, isn't it? Yeah,
1: exactly. The, the most space that was taken up is my sleeping bag, which is always the most bulky item.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, so it's always a, that's the most awkward thing. But the good thing about a sleeping bag is that with enough brute force and ignorance you can make it smaller mm. and push things yeah, into it absolutely. you know absolutely,
2: absolutely. Um,
1: so yeah hopefully that's also kind scored. of a
2: follow-up question there from darren is how do i get my stuff to Kathmandu, and what um do i do with the bag i bring so darren was asking about when 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 you get the bag so yeah you just take your stuff to um to Kathmandu in in whatever you want to take it in so that could be um a, a normal suitcase it could be um you could use your duffel bag if you want if you wanted to but um you want to take it in something really that'll allow you to leave a few bits and pieces in Kathmandu so if you take a normal a normal kind of holiday suitcase yeah. um then when you get to Kathmandu you can transfer the stuff you need for the trek into your ever trek duffel bag and leave whatever you don't need on the trail in your suitcase um securely in the hotel in Kathmandu and it'll be waiting for you then when you get back so um obviously people like to leave perhaps some um, the clothes they were traveling in when they came over from the UK um, maybe a nice fresh change of clothes when you get back to Kathmandu after your trek. You might want to, um, you know, have a nice fresh pair of clothes. Any bits and pieces that you need, you're not going to need, you might have bought you know, a book for the flight or something. Leave that in the hotel in Kathmandu, um, and you just take your duffel bag with your trekking trekking gear on the trail.
1: Yeah, awesome. Uh, AJ Vitimus says, "Is there an ever trek group where people can sell old trekking gear? Mm-hmm. Would love to save money and get some stuff secondhand where possible." Um, so we do have the High Altitude Evertrackers group. Yeah. It's not strictly a buying and selling group. But if you did put up there that you were yeah. looking for, a, you know, a, a pair of boots, does anyone have any and stuff like that? Um, I'm pretty sure that, you know, the, the guys would oblige. Um, other than that, there are quite a lot of buying and selling pages and things like that that you can sort of peruse. I'm usually on there quite regularly looking for sort of bargains and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, by all means, you know, post that question in the High Altitude Evertrackers group. I'm sure the guys would be happy to help. Yep. Yeah um david cliff says is there a list for EBC regarding clothing to get to 15k or keep you below so again not a specific list that will guarantee you under 15 mm. kgs we have like a complete trekking list which is everything that you need um so you can check that out then it's about your personal needs as well things that you want to take with you things that you don't so generally my packing process is that i'll get my duffel bag completely empty I'll completely fill it with everything that I want to bring, then weigh it. If it's 15, over, below, oh, great. If it's not, then I'll have a look at it and start being ruthless about things that I think, okay, what can I do without? What can I perhaps get when I'm out there? That type of thing. Yeah. Um, and that's generally the process you have to follow. It's not an exact science. It is a lot of sort of um, winging it, I guess, is the correct word. But yeah. yeah, but being a little bit selective, a little bit ruthless about things, and then working your way down to that weight limit. Um, some people are lucky. You know, some people just weigh their bag, 14 kilos, great, off I go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and always remember that when you weigh your bag, take out the things that you're likely to be wearing on that day. So your hiking boots, socks, trousers, base layer, jacket, camera will be around your neck, maybe a couple of battery packs in your pocket, then weigh the stuff. Don't weigh everything and stand mm. there, you know, in your pajamas. Yeah. Because yeah. That's not how it does. I don't know why I've assumed he's in
2: his pyjamas oh, when he's, mm-hmm. doing he's doing this. Because he's yeah. in their pyjamas when they're in the house, obviously. Um, next question was from, uh, oh, that's just moved, Alicia Humphreys, um, but I think it was a little bit of a duplicate, so it was asking "Um, what happens for Killy. So hopefully we have um, answered that for you yeah. guys now. There we go. Um, and then Charlene again, am I allowed to take treats for the donkeys? That's a good question, actually. Specific I mean, what, like, 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 like
1: carrots and apples and things?
2: I don't know. I don't think... Polos? Donkeys like... Do milk. They... Donkeys love it, Barrel Yeah, animals. Is... I guess.
1: I mean, I don't really know. Because you don't see them very often. They're generally ahead of you.
2: Mm. You
1: know, so they, they, they generally go off early in the morning when you're eating breakfast. Right. You pack your bag and then you might you might see... I guess you could. You probably could. You know,
2: My, carrots I... weigh a bit... Yeah, carrots were a bit. My advice would be to um, it would be the same as like in in the UK really. If you're looking to give a treat to any animal, really, a, a dog or a donkey or a horse, like just check with the person. So check with the muleteer, check with the person that you want to give the 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 treat to the animal, and just make sure that that's that that's okay. But I'm yeah. sure I'm sure that like a little cheeky polo wouldn't go wouldn't go amiss. No,
1: no, generally yeah. not.
2: I, think I mean, that would be fine.
1: Even even the guides might appreciate. it. Well, that. absolutely. If you've got a, pack of, you've <laughs> you
2: got a pack of Polo's, you're probably going to be sharing them out, aren't you? Yeah. Um, other minted sweets are available. Are
1: available, of course. Um, no, no, no. We're not the BBC.
2: <laughs> we don't have to do that. No, no, oh, no, no, Perry's no. The best. I don't
1: know how many times I have to drink Perrier <laughs> on camera before I start getting <laughs> free stuff. I
2: know you've never got. A drink
1: never. Perrier. Um. It's no good. So Gavin Tuck said best Day, <Sack>, day- yeah. sack, best choice for carry on. I always do that um so my my day rucksack you know it's a perfect size for a carry-on fits all the stuff i need and also takes the space out of my bag as well so mm-hmm. um yeah that's what i always do some people don't some people prefer like a more of a plain specific type thing mm-hmm. you know when that opens up like that yeah um,
2: yeah and you can do that you just have to remember then that then you are packing your day sack so then your day sack needs to go into into the rest of your luggage Um, there was an intercom question but I think we've already answered that so so something's coming via our website about the clothing list um, for EBC so we've answered that
1: yeah so Um, Di Fisbach said uh, you were commenting you expect the porters have to carry more than one bag generally speaking so porters will mainly carry between one and two bags depending on the weight of the individual bags Um, but generally yeah there'll be about two bags to a porter but again, it all depends on the weight. So if one bag is really heavy and then there's an, another two bags that are light then perhaps one will carry one, mm. but we leave those guys to work that out. Yeah. So um, generally speaking, you know, we know the weights, we know which heavy bags there are. Every morning you'll get ready, put your bag by your door, the porters will come and gather them all, tie them all together and they'll work out their carrying regime and stuff like that. It's the only thing we have to do is make sure we stick to the weight limits, that's all.
2: Um, good question from Tracy then. Um, so for Killy, the 15k is that? Um, does that include the rucksack that she will be carrying? Um, because obviously uh, there isn't that internal flight for the for the trip. Yeah. So is 15k total, including duffel bag and rucksack? Yeah, we weighed
1: it all. Yeah.
2: So that's total.
1: Yeah.
2: Even though the even though the guide yeah. isn't carrying the rucksack, yeah. Far, still 15k total. Yeah,
1: 15k total, okay. both combined. But. um Generally speaking, your, your day pack doesn't really weigh that much, and there's it's not much normally there. Normally, a, a couple. Well, yeah, so the majority really of really? so the majority of the weight is inside the big duffel bag anyway. Mm-hmm. But when we weighed them, we weighed them both together when yeah. when we were out doing my Killy trip again because it's only eight days trekking. It's not like EBC, which is eleven. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't again with the only eight days of trekking, you don't need as much stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's I find Killy very easy to get in the 15k limit it wasn't a wasn't stress a it wasn't a stress at all with that one Nice. Um, it just seems to be that 11 day EBC is like the tipping point it's more trickier for people that are like gokyo three passes mm-hmm. island peaks slightly, slightly longer trips um, but then you know there's no way so what I always say to people is if you're on one of those longer trips and you want to bring more clothes well there's only a limit so even if you brought four pairs of trousers on a sort of 19 day trip, mm. they're both, all four trousers are going to get in, are going to yeah. be as dirty as each other after about a week anyway. So there's no real point in bringing that many. No. Um, so you may as well just bring sort of like two pairs of trekking trousers, mm. um, you know, and then and then maybe if you've got the space, like a warmer pair. Yeah. And then a lot of people will bring like leggings and stuff. Yeah. You know, like merino wool long johns, which are just just like an. You put them on, put your trekking trousers on, insulate sleep pair of trousers for half a weight. Yeah. So little things like that do make a do make a little bit of a difference.
2: Um. So a question on the other thread, the fifth, and I think this comes up again later as well. So the question, um, is uh, the 15k includes the weight of the duffel bag? And yes, it does. Yeah. So you're going to weigh the whole thing together, including the bag. Yeah. And that's your 15k. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Bum, 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 bum. Aj Vitam, supporters carry the 15k freebie. New carrier day pack of whatever yeah absolutely so um for Machu Picchu my um my my goal is to carry my day is to make my day pack as light as possible um because I don't particularly enjoy carrying loads of weight so yeah your day pack is up to you what you put in it and how much you 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 carry in it um but obviously you can't just offload that stuff into your into your duffel bags because your duffel bag needs to to stay within the limit as well but yeah whatever you feel comfortable carrying so people take different size duffel bags i think we normally recommend um uh, sorry not duffel bag uh, day sacks We normally recommend between sort of 20, 25 litres, something like that for a a day pack. I
1: certainly wouldn't take any more than about 30 litre. You see the Osprey Talon, which is a 30 litre bag, which is very popular. Anything more than that, and you run the risk of overfilling it and carrying a heavy bag with stuff you don't need. need, Um, I've used, um, it was a 26 litre backpack, of which three litres was the water bladder space. Mm and so i had like what 23 liters of space and i was more than enough and i've done two evc trips with that yeah and a killie trip um because really all you need in there is i usually get waterproof trousers stuff them in waterproof jacket stuff it in a couple of snacks in the side pockets Mm -hmm. and then
2: gloves maybe yeah
1: but you know on most days you probably won't even need those Mm. you know and if i do it'll be the line up here they weigh nothing and take up no space and then pretty much it mm. so when you're hiking you've got your water you've got some snacks and you've got some waterproof stuff to throw on there's not really that much you need your phone will be in your pocket all day mm-hmm. probably that's it yeah you know and I don't even fill up my water bladder to the max I'll put probably you know speak to the guide how long before we stop for lunch two three hours okay well I'll put like a liter and a half in yeah and then I'll refill yeah, it at, refill. I'll refill it lunch and stuff like that so yeah, I'm like you I don't want to carry a day heavy bag. Yeah. No,
2: absolutely. Exactly.
1: And um, so the next one I spotted was Kevin Beavers. Any tips for fitting everything into your day sack? Your sleeping bag nearly fills it to the brim. Well, on our trips, you wouldn't put your sleeping bag in your day sack anyway. Um, that would be in the duffel bag. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking more in terms of hiking in the UK, then you've only really got two choices buy a bigger pack or do what I tend to do, and that's strap the sleeping bag to the outside of the bag. Mm. So, um, you know, you've seen those like multi-day hikers on the West Highland Way, where they've got a tent and everything strapped to the outside of their bag and everything else in it. Generally speaking, I'll strap my sleeping bag to the outside of my bag if I've got to carry it. Um, Or I've got like a 70 litre rucksack, um, and that's more than enough to fit like everything in. But that's really, really used. That's for like multi-day treks where I know I'm going to be camping and things like that which I can't remember the last time I did but generally speaking on our trips you won't be carrying a sleeping bag it'll be in your duffel bag your day sack should just include the essentials that you need for that, that day, day. Yeah. any waterproofs a couple of snacks some water pretty much it okay uh
2: do-do-do. so then we've got um Gavin asking about about flights although I think this gets gets answered later on um, flying from Cardiff um, to Amsterdam and to Kilimanjaro, never done transfer at airport. Is the baggage transferred automatically or do we collect and recheck it in again? It should be just automatically. Automatically,
1: you won't see it. Yeah, You'll check it in at century. Cardiff and then fingers crossed, the next time you see it will be in Kilimanjaro, Kilimanjaro. International Airport. Yeah. It all gets transferred for you. I've been so lucky touch wood that my bag's never gone on its own adventure. It's gonna happen one day. But um, I dare say the majority of bags, um, despite you know some of the horror stories I saw recently mm-hmm. in Heathrow, but that was due to I think no one there to load them, yeah. Um, was yeah guaranteed. You know, fingers crossed. Most not guaranteed, but fingers crossed they'll arrive there once yeah. you see them. Nice. Um, where was that one? So Phil Handley's Phil Handley next. Yeah. You arrive in Kathmandu two days before and stay for a week after the trip starts and ends. Do we still provide airport transfers, or is it just a day? Uh, the day the trip starts and ends. So it really does depend um, if you're gonna be planning on staying with us. So if you're arriving early and staying longer and you want to stay in our hotel, we can 100% make those reservations for you. You'll pay the hotel direct for the extra days and then your transfers will be there for you. If you choose to go off and do your own thing, um, then usually then it's your responsibility after the trip is yeah. ended to get back to the airport um largely because our transfers go to and from the same hotel yeah um and we you know generally speaking the hotel staff won't sort of drive all the way over there to get someone to take them somewhere else but everywhere i've gone in the world that if you do decide to go on and have a time on your own those hotels will almost certainly provide it for you um for a small cost yeah yeah Um, they'll be
2: able to make the arrangements for you certainly i would have thought yeah um, should I read this out and then you can answer it? So the next question is from Zoe um, Zoe Bettley. Um, Thinking of Everest or Everest via Gokyo Valley in 2025. Um, so doing all our planning now. Um, which would be better out of those out of those two, Everest or Everest via Gokyo? Um, never walked, never climbed a mountain outside the UK, but has done lots of walking in the Lake District, Peak District. Um, uh, oh no, never climbed a mountain outside the UK. Walking in the Lake District. Peak District or been to altitude um, above 2,500 meters, but will be in the Himalayas at 4,000 meters in 2024, but not hiking. Um, so, would Goku Valley be too intense as a first one? Um, as that's the one she's kind of got a preference. A preference, also, okay. it's a first-time altitude trekking experience for someone who doesn't really trek in the UK.
1: Yeah.
2: I so think we'll sum that up.
1: Right, here we go. So it's a common question. People want to go to Everest Base Camp, and then they see the GoKyo or the three passes mm-hmm. options, and they wonder, is that for me? Am I fit enough? Am I biting off more than I can chew? So it's a legitimate concern. My belief is that anyone that can um, is fit enough and, and has the mind to successfully go to EBC and back could also do GoKyo. It's not a giant step ahead. Although you do go to a much higher altitude, and you go over some high passes like uh, Chola, Chola yeah. and you go up to um, Gokyo-ri as well. Um, so those things are quite intense on those days, and does you know it's a little harder than perhaps some of the other days on the regular trek. It's not so far out of reach that someone who could do EBC could do Gokyo. Um, so my belief is that if you have done some trekking or you're planning on doing some trekking, I mean, you've got you know three years till 2025. I say that's more than enough time to just get in some training. Um, it, you know, you're not doing anything technical, so you, you don't have to go out and learn how to use crampons mm-hmm. and ice axes. My advice would be do some long days in the mountains, like do some of the, you know, the bigger peaks, like the, you know, classic three peaks would be a good example. Um, you know, Ben Nevis is a, is a pretty long, drawn out day up and back. That's good training. Um, you know, Skiddaw, Snowdon, Scaffold, all of those things mm-hmm. are really kind of good training. But the best thing you can do is just get out regularly with a pack and do some form of hiking, even if it's just two hours, three hours, four hours. Get in some longer ones that perhaps go to seven or eight hours, Um, and then 100%, if GoKyo is what gets you excited and that's your goal, book onto GoKyo and do that. My reasoning is as well, because if there is any point on the GoKyo trip where you think, I can go on, I just can't do this bit, then you can always opt out come back down with the assistant guide and meet up with the team afterwards and then just carry on. Um, So some people we've certainly had where one day they just didn't feel quite right or they were a bit exhausted going up Chola and they get halfway and decide I'd rather go back and Mm. go another way. Um, Those types of things can be done. I mean, Chola, if you get halfway, you may as well go the rest of the way, but you know, things like Gokyo Reef, for instance, which is on the acclimatization day of Gokyo, you go up to the top, see an amazing view of the Himalayas and come down. Some people get halfway up and come back down. Hmm. So I would say if GoKyo is what really, you know, is what you're looking at, then 100% do GoKyo, you'll do it. I know loads of people that have never been to Altitude before, booked on GoKyo and absolutely loved it.
2: Okay, we need to power through the rest of these questions. Um, Emily Cathill, are there weighing scales in the hotel to weigh a am I don't know which trip Emily is on. Um, you know? There is. There is weighing scales There is weighing scales. Yeah. Wherever, she's uh, going. wherever
1: you're going yeah so in Kathmandu there are some in Gokul there are some um there's some in Imlil in Morocco so pretty much in all the treks cool. there's always some what i always do as well and i've even borrowed it to fee is i've got a little luggage weighing scale i bought off you amazon lent it to me. did i do the i, I
2: borrowed it
1: up. do you know i do you know <laughs> it's my a welsh thank you yeah do you know my nan used to shout at me about that <laughs> like
2: I don't I've know. just i've just outed myself as a pedant there, as yeah, a grammar no, pedant. No,
1: it's fine because, um, fee, I need to learn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've um, loaned fee my yes. weighing scale, which I'm now uh, going
2: to ask back after this, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, which is like, uh, um, that right back.
1: yeah, it was seven pounds on Amazon, little digital thing, little loop on it, you just put under your luggage, rah, lift it up, it
2: little
1: get one of those, you know, it's worth it. I use it not just on my big trips, but on my UK trips because I got hammered with hand luggage one time and I had to wear like about three items of clothing that I didn't plan on because I had them stuffed in my hand luggage um so now I use it for that and all sorts of stuff and it's great Um, 100% get it
2: um and David Cliff's asked the same question really um but specific to Kathmandu so hopefully we've answered that yeah no there'll
1: be skills in Kathmandu there'll be skills in Tanzania there'll be skills in Morocco um every trip so I do the same thing again
2: yeah well actually to be fair and Jerome has just asked us for a um, quick recap um so so hi and welcome to. Uh, hi hi Jerome, welcome to Tuesday. welcome
1: to today's um, Tuesday Tune In. We'll start. Yeah, start again. It's really hard to recap nearly an hour, um, <laughs> but essentially Jerome, 15 kg limits for flights, um, weighing scales everywhere. Look after your porters. You're a good guy. Um,
2: don't bring any rocks.
1: Don't bring any rocks.
2: Um, Jerome is also saying that he's bringing um, a huge bag of educational stuff for the Sherpa school, which is fantastic, thank you for that Jerome. Can he hand it over at a loft?
1: Yeah, 100%. So that type of uh, generosity is always, always greatly appreciated. Um, And generally speaking, if you hand it to Anuj or a member of Anuj's team over in Mm -hmm. Kathmandu, they'll make sure it goes to exactly where it goes. We don't always just bring our stuff just to the schools in the mountains um, because you know there's a lot of like schools and underprivileged areas both in Kathmandu and in the other villages and stuff like that so we do try and share send it where it's needed the most the one thing which um you know is kind of it's kind of maybe a little bit counterintuitive is that a lot of people and I'm not saying don't do it bring a lot of stuff to the kids in the mountains you know but there's only there's very few schools and lots and lots of Trekkers. Yeah. So they do have an opportunity to get, you know, lots of different things like that. However, there are maybe some schools in Kathmandu that don't benefit at all from any visitors mm-hmm. and, and really do have to try hard. So we do try and share out any um, gifts like that, which, um, uh, you know, like I said, I really appreciate anyone yeah, that takes fantastic. the time. We do like to share it out as, um, to wherever it's needed. And I think the best way to do that is to hand it over to Anuj and his team and they'll make sure that it goes to where it's going to be most most appreciated and valued so anyway jerome thank you very much and anyone else thinking of doing stuff like that really really do appreciate it one thing i thought i should say as well Mm -hmm. on the back of that is that um anybody that has an old laptop that still works Mm -hmm. with a charger has to have the charger um, that's just sat in a wardrobe maybe not being used and maybe you want to sell it but you know you're never going to get around to it if you want to take it with you Um, and hand it over to the team in Nepal, they will send it to children and young adults who are going through education and um, where it could be, I mean, it's a make or break deal, those guys getting a free laptop and being able to use it. I know a couple of people did bring it over and I've seen some photos of the, of the guy that received it mm-hmm. and it's like, it revolutionizes very, very their education.
2: It's very appreciated, yeah, much I mean, appreciated.
1: Imagine, you know, not having a laptop or a smartphone and then all of a sudden someone gives you a laptop and you've got access to the internet, you yeah. know, and you can go to like a cafe, get free internet and do all your research in there. It can be a game changer for these guys. Yeah. So if you do have one, unfortunately you can't send it to us. You have to bring it with you in your hand luggage. Um, but as soon as if you were to do that and hand it to Anuj, um, yeah, I know that that would be
2: yeah absolutely uh,
1: an awesome gift.
2: Awesome. Uh, Georgie Clark, end of September, beginning of October, are waterproofs recommended? I don't know where he's going. Does it ring a bell? Um, I, him? I I think EBC. Think EBC. I
1: used to know everyone by name, but now there's so many. It's too many of them too. End of them. September, begin the war. So I can help you anyway. Um, If it's EBC, uh, I would say 100% bring some, if it's Kili, 100% bring some.
2: Machu Picchu. Uh,
1: Yeah, bring some. Um, So yeah, yeah, I I think any of our trips um, has the potentiality for, you know, a rain shower and stuff like that. Kilimanjaro has its own sort of microclimate. um, So you do get showers on the mountain. In the Andes, Mm -hmm. um, it can happen as well. on my list. Yeah. And in EBC, if you go in sort of end of September, beginning of October, The monsoon kind of ends in September, but sometimes perhaps it can, um, you know, extend a little bit and stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Someone has also said, do they take laptops in Tanzania? Tanzania. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, You know, any gift like that is something that, you know, you can hand over to our team and they'll make sure that it goes. There's There's a a school um, right next door to the hotel where you can go and plant an avocado tree and meet the children and stuff like that. So if you speak to the guys there, um, the team, they'll be able to kind of help you out and bring that over there.
2: Uh, Emily Hill, what's the best thing to do with your passport um, and valuables, I assume? Should these stay with you in your day pack?
1: Um, Generally speaking, I tend to keep mine in my day pack. So Mm -hmm. there's like a zipped area underneath like the the top of the bag where I kind of put my valuables and stuff Mm -hmm. and I just close it and then you know it stays with me my day pack when you're on a trek never really goes much further than by there yeah um in Tanzania however they do have some lock boxes um safety deposit boxes where you can put those in Nepal you can leave it with your hand luggage and lock it away mm-hmm. um so if you would feel more comfortable locking it away if you're worried you might lose it um then 100 percent you can do that with the hotels and things like that generally speaking I keep mine on me just because I am the type of person that would forget where I've put it yeah. if it's not right within in right me. in front of me, um, and I don't want to have the panic of thinking that I've left it in my bag, forgetting that I didn't, and then on the trip for the whole time I have got panic that, out. yeah. And then it's
2: in the lockbox, yeah.
1: But you know, most people, you know, perhaps more sane people would probably just lock it in the lockbox and then get it when they come back. But um, yeah, hopefully that answers your question don't as well. You don't...
2: Um, um, last question, I think. Uh, Tom Carroll.
1: Tom Carroll. Uh, flying to Kiliwa, Qatar from Heathrow. First flight uh, is with BA, although run by Qatar. Yep, I've seen that. At Doha, do I need to get my bag to check in again? Uh, no. You shouldn't need to. Know. No. So, yeah, uh, when you check in your bag, you'll see it disappear. And you won't see it again until you get to Kathmandu. Yeah. Um, they are uh, Kili, until you get to uh, Tanzania. And then you arrive, you go straight into the visa hall in Tanzania. Hopefully, you've got your visa beforehand. Otherwise, you're going to be queuing for a while. Then you go through security, and then your bag should be there. Wow. Fingers crossed. Wow. Wow. That was a big one.
2: That was a lot of questions, guys. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of questions. Yeah.
1: So hopefully, um, we've managed to cover pretty much everything for you with regards to flying and bags and things like that. If you do have any other questions don't hesitate to fire them in of course course, every Tuesday tune in you know although we like to anchor it in a subject you can ask us about anything so um, you know if you didn't get your question in on this one feel free to listen if we haven't covered it ask us on the next one Um, we're more than happy to uh, answer it Um,
2: and next week i think is normal service resumed next week
1: uh no I think he's Ooh. no I I think I, I think I need to substitute. so there's
2: another special guest star yeah an, another
1: special guest yeah
2: not going to be me next week are you sure well we'll see but no yeah
1: <laughs> well will give
2: someone else a turn
1: yeah well I I try I know
2: but you but know um, camera shy.
1: Jody's on the comments and I said to her today do you want to do it she like she went yeah. I don't know Deja and you know what she did she tried to get she tried to use flattery to get her way out of it she went.
0: Oh, but Dave, you're so good
1: at it, and I was like, Oh, really? Am I?
2: So good at it, especially when you do it on your own. Yeah,
1: to be honest, it no, fly free, Dave.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i shackled by a partner.
1: Exactly, um, Jerome. That was a strange tune in, but thanks as always. Strange. <laughs> I think... Well,
2: I think the streams. I think he means, or maybe he means me. I don't know. But I think he means the whole streaming different yeah. um, comment sections.
1: Yeah, that that's probably what it was. Yeah, it's
2: probably. Let's 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 go with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, awesome guys. Cheers, Thank guys. you very much. Um, that's not in. my mouse. And yeah, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see you again. Bye.
0: Bye. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, it was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in? But I hope yeah. you enjoyed it.
1: I must say, you were brilliant on that episode. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes trying to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, And yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye.